On this episode, we're talking about what real estate agents need to know about Instagram's latest update, all the new changes on Instagram, what you need to know. If you're doing any content at all, even if you are just using Instagram, you need to know what they just changed. And today we're having Neil Dingra on the show, but we're doing it a little bit different. So I had Neil come on our Massive Agent Society coaching call last week, and we were he and I were just going to have a private conversation about what he's seeing with the update, how, how he's... Uh, pivoting and changing what he's doing. We were just going to have a private conversation and figured, hell, let's just do it for the society coaching group. And then after we, after we did it, we're like, wait, this is amazing. And it was actually Neil's idea. He's like, dude, let's just publish this as a podcast. I agreed. I think it's awesome. So you guys get to see what's normally uh, just for our coaching group. We're opening up to you. And this is a very deep diving conversation, not just about you know the Instagram changes, but how to, how to convert um, people that watch your stuff into clients. There's some tricks that you're going to learn today on how to use stories specifically to convert viewers and people in your audience to actual leads and actual clients. Really good stuff. Take some notes. Let's get into it right now. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 233 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome, an agent in Salt Lake City, Utah, founder of the Massive Agent Society, and someone who uh, is spending way too much time on social media lately. Uh, that is the truth. Now, too much time or just enough time? I don't know. It probably depends on the day. But uh, I'm noticing that the vast majority of my time that I spend each day, is it has to do with content somehow, whether that's uh, consuming Instagram and TikTok to get inspiration for some of my own content, posting my own, uh, following up on my own, responding to messages, um, you know, all that stuff. It just, it's very time consuming. So that's just, that's just how it is. And a lot of you guys, I know it's the same way. You are real estate agents selling homes and you have to also be on social and do all the things. I totally get it. Now, today you have, there's a special treat. All right. We're opening up what, what's usually uh, a conversation that a coaching call that my coaching group would have. And if you're not a member, you don't see it, but we had such a great conversation with Neil Dingra, Neil Home. You guys probably already follow him on Instagram. He's everywhere on Instagram, everywhere in our industry, and absolutely blown up over the last year or two because of his content. He's doing things at a very high level. He's doing it so well. He's an absolute expert on writing hooks, get, grabbing attention within the first couple seconds of a video and keeping it throughout. He's very concise, very, very good with his words, and somebody that I look up to tremendously. Uh, for someone who's just doing it right, I, I want to learn how he does it so well so I can improve my own content and share that with you. So today, we're that's what we're doing. We're sharing last week's Massive Agent Society coaching call. Uh, Neil Dingra came on to, to, to shoot the shit with us, and it was just so good we wanted to share it. So I hope you guys don't mind. Um, I'm not using my microphone, so my audio quality is not this. Um, it's just me talking into my webcam on a Zoom call. Uh, wasn't planning on, you know, publishing it after the fact it was just going to be for our coaching group but here we are here we are publishing it and it's awesome you're going to love it so whether you use instagram for a bunch of content or not you're going to get a lot out of this neil talks about how he converts his viewers into actual business 
he has it, these are public numbers. He's put it out there on his own story, so I know he doesn't mind if I say this. But he made over four million dollars net last year. He brought home net over four million dollars last year from closing loans. Okay, and he does that. His content drives his mortgage business. He gets a ton of business from the content that he does, but he doesn't just post videos and then just hope that that the fish jump into the boat. Now that does happen. He gets a lot of people that do. They, they reach out proactively and say, "Hey, Neil, I want to. How does this work? Or how you know? Can I hire you for this? Or I need to refinance. I want to buy an investment property." That happens. But Neil doesn't just settle for that. He actually uh, he prompts his viewers, he prompts his audience, he prompts his followers to engage with him in a way where they're basically raising their hand and saying, hey, I want to work with you. I need your services. And uh, and so he's gonna he shares that with us. This is something you do not wanna miss. You want to hear this tip. It's really, really good. And we talk through how to create hooks, how to write them, how to grab attention within the first few seconds of a video. And we, we even... Um, spitball some ideas for, okay, let's do a video. What are we going to call it? What's the title going to be? What's the hook going to be in the first few seconds? Uh, you know, what, how do we keep it, the message concise, you know, ideally to under 30 seconds or so. Um, we go through that so you can see how he, he does what he does, how, how the thought process, how he comes up with just an idea for a, a video and then makes it concise and clickable and, you know, grabs attention. This, this call right here, is worth the price of admission. Now, for you guys, it's free, which is awesome. But it, your time is very valuable. This is worth your time. This is worth the time to listen all the way to the end. Don't just listen to 90%. Don't listen to 95%. Listen all the way to the end. This is good stuff. So let's get into it with Neil Dingra, aka Neil Home from social media, friend of mine from Reno, one of the better uh, mortgage loan officers in the industry, and uh, probably one of the better content creators I've known. When we start the call, I will be introducing him a little, um, a little more, giving some context into you know how I know him and the relationship that we have, and then um, he's going to tease a little bit about an event he's doing in Vegas in July, and uh, he actually gave out a discount code to my coaching group for fifty percent off, and we're not going to cut that out of the episode. So if you guys pick up on that, good for you. Nice little, uh, nice little discount for his event in July with Gary V and Ed Milet and others. Let's get into it. Neil, what's up, man? Welcome. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. What are oh, yeah, you guys doing? You're an hour behind. It's 10 a.m. your time. Is it? Isn't it? Aren't you Pacific? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know, bro. I'm so busy here. <laughs> I'm so I busy it. crushing it. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, good. We're going to be talking about that. Yes, sir. I was just giving a little background story of how we know each other and, and uh, you know, how I've I've watched you and your your content explode um, over the last two years or so. You've been doing it for a yeah. lot longer than that, but uh, it's yeah. been cool. And and then when I came down to your office and, and just kind of saw how you were doing things, it was so helpful. Even just like uh, the position of the camera, the position of the lighting, and and more than that, that is doable, and that there's huge upside in doing things well. So I, I am grateful to you for that, for, for, you know, spending your valuable time to, to show me the ropes. Um, something you've really gotten good at, Neil, is choosing topics. Like your, your videos just hit and you've, you've really gotten good at being concise in your delivery. 
you choose great headlines and, and you know, clickable um, headlines, yep. captions that, uh, that just work. And so, you know, we'll, I want to talk about some of that today and how you do that. But the main thing, the reason why we're talking in the first place. So guys, I texted Neil uh, a couple of weeks ago and I was like, so have you seen your, your views just like dramatically go down um, after this update? Cause I had like my shit got hit like 90%. Like I, I was getting like 10 to 12,000 views and then I'm getting like 1200 and it just got bad and someone needs to mute themselves, please. I uh, got it. Where's the mute? Someone was out in a fight with a client or something. Like the iPhones always come in. What was that? Yeah. iPhones always come in unmuted. It's frustrating. Anyways. I texted Neil. I'm like, what are you seeing? Like this algorithm change has fucked with, with my views dramatically. And I looked at his and I'm like, looks like you've kind of seen some similar and we were going to talk. He had some ideas for what to do and how to kind of roll with the punches since this update. And I thought, well, rather than us just talking us too, let's just do it here. So you guys can, can hear Neil's perspective as well. So yeah, man, Neil, why don't you, why don't you start with, um, let's start with this algorithm change. Like what have you seen over the last couple of weeks? Um, so uh, we, this is the thing. So things have changed. Uh, it's always changing and it's always getting more difficult, but it's always uh, also benefiting a small group of people. Right. Mm. So when reels came out, like people said, Instagram's broken. It doesn't work anymore. Well, if right. you made reels, you were having it, you were having the best time on Instagram that you've ever seen in your life. Like that's how I grew from, you know, zero or like I was in the 10 K level, which took me like years to get to, like you said, and then got from 10 K to hundred K in like eight months because of short form video. And I wouldn't mm. have had that opportunity if not for the new format, but a lot of people who are posting regular videos or, or pictures, they were like, Instagram doesn't work. So it's always like shifting. Right. And so what I've always kind of focused on is when there's a shift, there's two groups. One is like cry and quit. And the other group's like, okay, how do we make this work for what I'm doing? So I'm always looking for that angle. Right. So, um, a, you know, so what's happened is, you know, all reels were getting extra views because they were pushing that they're still pushing that. They said Instagram's, um, uh, CEO and also even Zuckerberg on their last earnings call for Facebook who owns Instagram said, Reels is going to be our number one thing going forward. We're going to push this. And so for all of us here, um, you know, I don't think we're all trying to be influencers or whatever, but it does help to get more people to watch your videos. It does help to have an audience because then when clients see your profile and they see your content, they're like, oh, well, Joey or, oh, Ryan has good content and he has a little bit of an audience. Like that gives you guys this credibility. So a lot of times people think of the very basic surface level thing of like, I will post a video and then I will get a lead like that. That happens, but that's very basic. The more impactful thing is I will post a hundred videos. I will build a little bit of an audience. And now more people will be attracted to working with me. More people will respect me. When I email a client for the very first time, I'm going to direct them to connect with me on Instagram. I'm not going to hide it in the bottom of my email signature. I'm going to put it in the body of the email. Let's connect on Instagram. And they're going to come to my page and they're going to be impressed without even meeting me. So then when I do meet them or jump on the first call, 
their opinion of me is already up, right? So it's like you're at the bottom, no rapport. Top of the uh, mountain is tr- no, no like and trust. Like this gets you there while you're asleep. Right. So while I sent the email out last night, somebody watched the videos. And then when I jump on the call in the morning, they're like, dude, I love your content, man. I didn't realize, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, or they may not even say it, but they just like uh, respect you more, right? So like it helps everybody to have people, more people watch your videos. So that's why I just want to start off with that because I want to let people know, like, why did Dustin and I try and figure out what the algorithm is doing? We're not trying to be like the next influencer. We're just trying to uh, reach more people because we know then we're going to be able to help more people. Dustin's going to be able to help more agents. I'm going to be able to help more clients, all, you know, all that stuff works together. So what changed was the algorithm now is pushing reels, but it's being more selective. And it's also uh, not trend real estate topics aren't trending as much. So if you look at Google trends last year, real estate was one of the top search thing. Like every, Everybody wanted to buy a house. Like it was the coolest thing to buy a house. I don't right. know. But it's the first time I, I've been doing this uh, 18 years. That was the first time I've ever seen like red hot uh, excitement about real estate from 2020, 21, 2022, even the beginning. It was like, dude, everyone's searching real estate. Like even like videos, like how to get your offer accepted were blowing up. I'm like, holy shit, this is like the narrowest topic. And it's blowing up because so many people are in the market trying to get into real estate or invest in real estate. It was just, it was just really trending. And right. then you've seen that fall down a cliff in the last three months. So something has changed with consumer behavior and it's partially due to the overall slowdown in the market and interest rates creeping up and um, people thinking it's going to crash. So if you look at like, what are the topics people are actually searching for in real estate? It's what's going to happen to the market. How does recession affect real estate? What happens to housing prices during a recession? Um, is real estate going to crash? Like if everybody did a video today about is real estate going to crash? Well, there's some data you're not pay- that's some data you don't know about. Let me tell you. If you start with that hook, like that video will outperform all your other videos right now because everybody's searching that. So we really are trying to create content for what people are actually searching for. Now, one topic that I found that always is in season, never not trending, is money. So if you can tie real estate to in to wealth building, investment, um, how to how to be rich? Basically, if you think about it, the dumbest version, the dumb the dumbed down version of that is like how to get rich with real estate, right? Like, why do all the wealthiest clients I've ever served over the last eighteen years? What's the one common denominator? They all own a shitload of real estate, right? So you have to think about how we could tie this to real estate. And so, you know, one of the videos that does really well for me and all of our people who have done it is: uh, Do you ever wonder how people get so rich with real estate? That's the hook. And then you go into like, there's four ways. I'm going to explain it. And then you explain the topics, right? So when I'm scrolling in my mindless thing and I'm looking at dancing videos and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then a video pops up and it's like, do you ever wonder how people get so rich with real estate? Now, I don't have to be in the market to appreciate that video. It's not the video, like how to get my offer accepted. Like everyone makes these transactional videos. Nobody gives a shit unless they're in a transaction. So we need to make it appealing to everybody. So you're taking a narrow topic, which is real estate, buying real estate, and you're giving a broad appeal by saying, here's how people get rich with real estate. Here's why people love buying real estate. Here's why people love investing in real estate. You know, So um, if you can broaden some of those topics, you could still do the narrow topics like 
you know, the three things to look out for when you buy a house or why you should get a home inspection. Like those are still valuable topics because people are in a transaction. They're going to need those, but in your overall library of content, you want to have some broad appeal stuff like, and then, so I'm going to stop on that video. My thumb's going to go like this. It's going to stop. I'm like, Oh shit. I want to be rich. Everybody wants to be rich. Everybody wants to level up their money game. doesn't matter. Poor, uh, middle-class Democrat, Republican, Democrats won't admit it, but they want to be rich too. Okay. So everybody's going to want to learn about how to level up their money game. You know what I mean? So uh, we need to create content that is going to have broad appeal. And that is the one thing that all real estate people are missing. That's solid. And I've noticed on a rant there. No, it's it's great stuff. (laughs) Please continue with your rant. It's good stuff. Um, I've noticed so when I go on social and I look at people who are winning and really doing well, I intentionally look at like, what are they talking about? Who is it meant for? What are the themes here? What are the common threads? And I noticed that, you know, you, you're a loan officer, you make your money by closing loans and having your team close loans, but you're not out there talking about, you know, the, the, the rates today, like you're, you're talking personal finance stuff. Like, Um, you've become this personal finance guy on Instagram saying the same stuff that like Ramit, Ramit Sethi, is that his name? Yeah. Say similar stuff, similar, like the same people that listen to you will listen to him. will listen to Dave Ramsey. will listen to whoever. Um, Yeah. So basically what you're trying to do is put yourself in another category. So all the realtors are going to be like, here's how to get your offer. You know, the, um, uh, Call me for all your real estate needs, right? So everyone's doing that type of shit. And then you're going to be like giving valuable information about real estate. Here's why you should invest in real estate. Here's the three things you don't think about, like the three benefits to owning real estate that you probably don't even think about. And I'm going to be thinking to myself, well, what is he going to tell me? And then I'm going to like, you know, want to watch the rest of it. So you're kind of looping people in with like making this casting a wider net and then you get people into your funnel. Now you might say, what's the value in having 10,000 or a thousand followers or 10,000 followers? These people aren't going to buy from me. That's, that's the game. You want 95% of the people to never transact with you and just watch your videos because that's, then it's going to show it to more people. But by creating content for the masses, we have the opportunity to reach the affluent few people who we want to. If we try yes. and just narrow down to those, a few affluent people, we'll never reach anybody. Like they, they don't see the video. So if you think about it, if I look at my analytics, who are the people watching the content? They are 25 to 37-year-old people on Instagram. And if I'm being honest, most of them are broke. So in my case, it's about 70% men, 30% women. So like Neil, if I think about who am I going to make a video for today? I'm making videos for young, broke males, (laughs) unfortunately, right? That's me. That's what I'm doing. But in there are the Millennials with money. That's my biggest segment of clientele. That is all of our future. The millennials are the biggest segment of home buyers and sellers. They have money. Like you know this. Like you've, you've, you, we all have clients in their late, mid to late thirties with a lot of money. These are people buying, selling. They work for Microsoft. They work for this company. They got stock options. They, they own real estate. They've got money. And those are the few people that are our target. But if you just try and like try and pull a needle in the haystack, like reaching those people, you'll never reach anybody. You have to create it for everybody and then they're going yeah. to see it. And then some of these more narrow topics, now you have an audience to watch those. So just think about like every video is not meant to 
reach a deal or a lead. The, every video should be something that somebody would want to watch. I had some guy in one of my workshops arguing with me. He's like, I don't want to make the video on how to improve the value of my home. I'm a lender. What's in that for me? I'm like, nothing's in it for you, dummy. Like, it's just a video that someone would want to watch so you can build your audience. Yeah. And then when you do your market boring video about the interest rates, some, you got a few people watching it because now you got some yes. people in your sphere. So you got to like get, get some more people into the tent before you can talk about the boring shit. So that the way that that guy thinks is super common. Like, and well, that's teach. everybody. I'm sure. Yeah. It's 90% yes. of our industry. It, it is. They're like, well, I'm, I'm a realtor. So I must talk about real estate all the fucking time. I thought that way for a long time. But you're so right. So how does it work then? Like the clients that you get as a direct direct result of your content, how are they coming? Like describe like an average, you know, process from somebody that's watching your shit to becoming a client. Like, what does that look like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And before I do that real quick, I just thought of this. Everyone should do this video is like, uh, this is the simple way to add $5,000 of value to your home. Nice. And you'd be like, what the fuck is that? And you can say, paint the front door. Oh, and you can even say this. So this is a simple way to add $5,000 of value to your home. And by the way, it takes you just a couple hours. Or by the way, it costs you only 200 bucks. Then you'd be like, what is this person going to say? And then you could say, paint the front door. The front door is the first thing people see when they come to your property. It gives you a property curb appeal. And it's crazy how much the psychological impact of a freshly painted door gives to a property. So it's an easy right. way for all of our clients. Now, if I'm watching that, I'll be like, whether I'm a buyer, whether I'm a seller, whether I don't even but I'm not even in the market, I might save or share that video. So yeah, so that's, um, that's basically the, the game is to create more people. Now, here's how you get business, okay? Now you've got these people in your tent. You've got some people watching your content. Some people are going to watch your videos over a long period of time and they're going to DM you or they're going to comment. They're going to be like, dude, I've been watching your stuff for a while. I'm interested in buying. Or dude, I've been watching stuff for a while. My sister's selling a house. Can I send them your way? Do you have time to talk to me? I'm like, motherfucker, do I have time? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I've been asking people for 10 years if they got time to talk to me. Now you're asking me if I got time? Like, let's go. Right. So, like, so that, that'll happen. But that is honestly not the most volume. The most volume of leads is going to come when you, sim when you give the people simple prompts. So I don't care if you have 100 people in your audience or 10,000 people. There are people guaranteed right now in your audience that have questions about buying real estate. They're just never going to ask you because they're too timid or they're just not prompted in the right way. So what you need to do is give them a simple prompt. A simple prompt would be get them into the audience. Now they're watching your videos. They've seen a few pieces of your content, hopefully a lot of pieces of content if you're consistent. In your stories, which are people who just follow you, stories have no organic reach, by the way. They just reach a small segment of the people who follow you. So you're speaking directly to people who already kind of know, like, and trust you. And they have to elect to watch it because they have to click the red circle or they have to not swipe you across because they think you're boring. So they're, they're giving you their attention, which is a gift. So now you say, um, do you have any goal? Is it a goal of yours to buy your first home in 2022? Uh, if it's a goal of yours to, or is it a goal of yours to buy your first rental property in 2022? And you could just make it simple, yes or no. And it's so easy to tap yes. And so someone's going to be like, dude, yeah, it is a fucking goal of mine. I want to own a rental. And they tap yes. Now you simply DM all the yeses. So if you did this right now, you're going to have like five yeses, which is like 
that's pretty cool that there's five people watching our Instagram stories that want to buy a house. I didn't even know those yeah. people wanted to buy a house. I guarantee you, you're going to get some yeses. Now you just simply DM them and be like, yo, um, I'm doing a free, make it very passive. Don't be like, yo, let's meet up um, um, for this because then it's going like straight from zero to, to hundred. You got to slow the, slow your roll a little bit, especially right. because they were prompt. They were just prompted. So now you DM them with something like, Hey, I'm doing a free webinar on Thursday. I'm going to be answering all your questions. And there's two new programs that are really helpful to buyers. And when I say new, it could be something that's new to you. So like by saying new, it makes people want to come to the webinar. Yes. So, Hey guys, I'm going to be sharing with you some new tactics. Well, the new, the tactics aren't new to me. They might be new to you. You know what I mean? Like new is a relative term. So, but say that and more people show up now on the webinar. It's very, it's not like aggressive. They're not like, you know, they can, they can ask questions. You can present some basic topics. You already have their attention because they joined the zoom and you're like, how do I host a webinar? Well, you go to zoom, you make, and you start, you schedule a meeting and it gives you a link. Now you send that link out to people. It's free. Simple. Everybody has Zoom because of the pandemic. Everybody was on a Zoom app on their phone or their computer, whatever, iPad. Yeah. So you just send them the link and now you do the webinar. So uh, that's one way. Now, the other way is to actually direct them to the Zoom. If you have a bigger audience, as you say, if it's a goal of yours to buy a home in 2022, I'm doing a free webinar on Thursday. I'm going to answer all your questions. And there's some new programs I want to let everybody know about. If you want to join us, DM me the word home. Now, by saying DM me the word it's a simple prompt. If I said, send me a message, there's a lot of people who don't send you a message because they don't know what to say. Right. Like you have to really think about people as dumb and they're like, and, and busy and simple. So you have to give them a simple prompt. It's tap. Yes. DM me this word. And Oh, by the way, the word needs to be easy to spell because when I had longer words, less people reply. And so I was like, I realized sending people to like landing pages and doing all this shit doesn't work. Uh, it wor- it works, but it doesn't work as well because people just don't like they, a, they don't want to leave the platform B when they go to the page, they just bail. They look at the thing and they're like, uh, you know, I was thinking about my thumb is tired. I can't even type in anything. Like they're just so lazy. And it, it, it's almost like they're in a mind. Uh, I don't know what it is. If you have, if you've ever zoned out on TikTok or like, you know, I can always tell when someone's zoned out here and now they're like hunched over and they're just like scrolling mindlessly. I'm like, you're in that trance or you're just scrolling content, you know, and we've all been in there where you're just like zoned out, tired. You're not going to like go to a landing page and fill in all these details, but you'd probably DM the word home if you have an interest, or you'd probably tap yes. And then now I've got someone to raise their hand and then I can follow up. So it takes a little bit extra work, but that's the work that people are unwilling to do because they're just sitting saying, you know, waiting for the client who DMs you that says, I'd like to look at property, which happens, but it's less it's less common than the other way, which is you give them a simple prompt, they raise their hand, and now you talk. Right. You know, is, that, is, that, is that helpful for you guys? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I see wide eyes on some of these guys. So that's good shit. But you're so right. Like when you remove the friction from yeah. people reaching out to you or, or even just responding, you're literally making it easy for the, easier for them to start the process, making it easy easier for them to hire you. Uh, I think I'm thinking about like any professional I've hired recently. Like I just, I hired an attorney to create an estate plan. I hired, um, like I have a CPA. There's other people that I just bought stuff from and they made it super freaking simple and they followed up and they're like, Hey, just do this thing. Does this time work or this time work? And 
it removed friction. So then I was able to, to hire them. But if they're like, hey, well, why don't you tell me an available time? And then what about this? And uh, they don't really follow up. And then I have to go out of my way to do shit. I'm just not going to do it. Or I want to, I'll just do it later. So what you just mentioned is gold. Um, yeah, exactly. And it's like, it's got to be simple. Make it easy for people to do business with you. That's the number one thing I would think it would be cause you to have success in the future is it is actually hard to do business with certain people. Yes. Like you, we've all encountered this, like how much friction there is to even get a hold of them and do business with them. And then they're like, oh, we need to jump on a client consultation call. Well, fuck, I wasn't even ready for that or I'm busy for that. You know, like let's talk first before we meet up for coffee or, you know, so a lot of times it's like, I got a guy, I'll give you a quick example. This fucking guy trying to sell me life insurance. I need more life insurance because I, I realized I only have a certain amount. And if something happened to me, my family would be hosed. So I'm like, Hey, I need to get more. I have a half million. I need to get more. So I was like thinking into it. And then I was at a meeting and this guy sell, he works for New York life. So I was like, yo dude, um, like I, I need more life insurance. I'm busy. Can you help me out? And he's like, yeah, dude, um, I'll, I'll, I'll reach out to you. I'll text you. So then he calls, starts blowing me up. Hey, when can we schedule a meeting at my office? Come by for an hour. We can discuss all your financial needs. And do I'm like, yeah, I understand you want to do that, but um, that's the, literally the last thing I want to do. And I'm busy. So can you, as the expert, just come up with some few things, send them to me, and then give me your recommendations and let's go. Like he could have just closed me and he wouldn't close me. He's like, hey, let's set up an appointment. Let's do this. Like text me or call my assistant and you can do this. I'm like, uh, it's too hard to do business with you. So I blew them off. Yeah. And, I'm just, and so that's the problem is like a lot of times people have their own way of doing things and you don't realize that it's actually, you know, making it difficult for the client. So um, in the beginning, like there's always going to be a time for you to sit down and meet and it's definitely required for certain things. You want to get face-to-face with people, but in the beginning, it should be very passive and easy, especially if these are like kind of six to 12 months out leads. So that's the way to do that first. And then what you want to do is um, continue doing this. And then the, it, what I really like about the content model is it allows these people to passively stay engaged. So right now, if you were to think about what are the leads that we focus on, it's the bottom of the funnels, people ready to transact in the next 30 days, 60 days at the most. Above that are people who are 90 days out and then six months out. Like we can't talk to those people every day because we'd go broke, like uh, honestly. But the big brands talk to those people every day. That's why they have big, they have a big business. So the, the real estate industry individuals are stuck in this, in this catch 22 where they can only speak to people at the bottom because that takes up all your time and you never have a top of the funnel strategy because of this. So then you have to buy leads from a guy who has a top of the funnel strategy like Zillow or Boots.com or, or Ylopo or whatever. So the way to do this is to have the content speak to the people who are six months out. So now you have a top of the funnel strategy. So these people who are like passively watching, you're top of mind, they're watching your stuff. And then when the need arises, now they drop into the bottom of the funnel. But um, I found that, you know, there's only so many people who are going to just automatically ask you. And so you kind of have to keep doing these prompts. I do them kind of every two weeks just to see who needs help, see who, and it might be just that I'm going to send you an email with the three things you need to do to get prepared to buy. Right. right. So then when they DM or they raise their hand, yes, then I'll send a quick email that's already formatted and it's just literally copy and paste, or it could be automatic. If you have an automation software, if you don't have a software, don't worry about it. Like just have it as a template in your outlook or Gmail, and then just send it out to people. Um, and that's like something that you can passively do. And now you've got a lead. So then 
when you sit down and you're like, Hey, it's my prospecting time. Eventually you have a, you have actually people to prospect. Like you yeah. can call these people and they're like, they're going to answer the phone. They're going to want to talk to you. It's hard calling people who don't want to talk to you. Right. That's the rough part about this business. Right. And I know we have to do that, but like, I'd rather talk to the people who've already raised their hand and have some rapport with me. Yeah. And it's so important. Like none of that shit matters unless you can start a conversation with somebody first. Like they need to respond to you. It, you, you don't need to have this big elaborate process uh, or well, you may need to, but it doesn't matter if you can't get anyone to respond to you. So I love just the emphasis on removing that friction, make it easy to start the conversation. And then you can get into potentially meeting in your office if, if it's warranted. It's, yeah. Sometimes it's not warranted, but sometimes it is. So uh, you, you've now been able to create and start conversations at scale. And, and some of the conversations have started and you don't even know it yet, right? Your, your content is starting the conversation. They are listening to you. They just haven't responded back yet. So what's, you know, now that you've kind of reached this, this level of success with, with content and with production, what's next? Like, are you, um, is it more of just more is, are you, are you, changing paths? Are you, are you pivoting? You know, how do you go from here? Well, so I always want to stay on top of trends and what's working, what's not working. And then what I found, um, that's actually more fulfilling than closing deals is, uh, helping other people close deals. So like, I'm trying to get more people to work with us. And then we also have a group where we help, you know, agents and lenders with content strategy. And that's been fun. Um, we're doing a huge event in Vegas. Dustin will be there. A few of you guys got tickets. I don't know who, some people in your group did get some tickets. So if you guys yeah, don't know about handful. this, yeah. yeah. If, if you guys don't know about it, we're doing an event in Vegas on July 22nd with Gary V, a bunch of other amazing speakers. We're going to be going over like specific stuff that realtors need to do. And what's also cool about that event is, uh, is um, it's going to have a lot of, good networking with other people who are crushing it. So there's like a lot of the things I learned were from other people who are crushing it. Same thing with Dustin. Dustin's in, in the same mindset. He's in different groups. And these are, that's the best way to network is like, yes, you get some referral partners from other States, which is cool. But then you also get to like, Hey dude, this guy's crushing it. What are you doing differently? And he's going to give you a tip, something you've been struggling with for six months. And he fixes it for you in one minute. Like that's the power of like a good network. So um, I'll put this in the, in the chat if anybody wants to join us. And then there's a, I think Dustin, what was your code? I don't remember what the code was I gave you. I had a nice generous discount code. I forget what it was though. I'll I'll have to uh, find it here before we finish, but yeah, there's a code for anybody that wants to go. It's forwardevent.com. But yeah, that's my goal now is just to impact more people. Yeah. We've got, it's 700 people coming and we have, um, I think we're down to the last hundred seats right now. Oh no uh, shit. The tickets awesome. yeah, they're the tickets are 497 for the event, but because anybody in Dustin's group gets them for half off. So that's why I want to find that code for you guys. Nice. Um, it's a better deal than I got. got. <laughs> that's fantastic. Well, yeah, but that's for the uh for the executive team. Dustin's in the uh, all access group, which gets to do yeah, all I the went cool fancy. Things. Yeah. I went fancy. No, I I love that. Um, you know, oh, it's massive. the code is massive agent. It's a solid that's code, you know. There it is. Solid code. Uh, and Ed Milet too, right? Yeah, Ed Milet. He's amazing. Um, I'm more excited and, to see him. Um, I've yeah, seen him very think, few and times. Just the ne- I'm excited for the networking. 
and the people. And, and this is the thing people miss. Again, everything is not what it seems. So everyone's like, you make content to get leads. Well, we just fixed that question, right? You hear, you, here's the real way to do it. And then you, you get them into your tent, you educate them, then you, you give them simple prompts and then you get them into your funnel, right? That's the game. Yeah. It's not as simple as what people think or as dumb as people think. So people are like, oh, I go to events because what's this person going to teach me? I could just watch their video on YouTube. Well, I'll yep. tell you what, live, it's different than it is in person. You can't get the same impact in your underwear from your uh, watching YouTube at night versus being in the room with like-minded people separated from your current environment in a new environment. Something clicks for you that you've heard three times before, but it actually works for you. Or you get inspired with your own idea because you're in the right place, right time. Or the guy next to you is a potential business partner or the guy that you meet at lunch. You know, these are relationships that you be mutually beneficial. So I think like if everything is not what it seems. And those of us that understand that end up doing a lot better with all this stuff. Because you're, you're thinking a little bit, you're thinking bigger. You're thinking longer term, you're thinking bigger. Mm -hmm. Yes. So Neil, now that you, all these events you go to, you know, a lot of people know who you are now, don't they? Or recognize you from, from your videos. Yeah, I think so. Just in, in the circles I'm in, they just like, respect yeah. you more. And uh, so you that's a cool benefit. Just like you walk in and someone's like, yo, love your content, Neil. And so they already yeah. respect you, which is dope. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, th that ha happens to you a lot more than me, but it's, uh, it's, it's well, crazy. I was surprised like, huh. at how many people know your podcast. Like I've so when I just did the podcast with you, when it was, whenever it was last year, still to this day, someone's like, um, yo, been watching your stuff. I originally found you because of Dustin's podcast or because of the nice. agent podcast. So it's like, you never know who's watching. That's the other thing you guys right? You never know the power of one piece of content. Like I just, Dustin just said, Somebody watched, somebody saw a video that led them to watch more videos. Then that led them to be in your circle and be in your sphere, right? Well, what if the one video that started that whole chain, what if that day I was like, yo, I'm not posting this video. I'm not feeling it. Or yep. you know what? Uh, I'm busy with client stuff. I'm not doing it. Uh, this, this deal's blowing up. So I can't fucking do a video today. Like you don't, you never know. Like the power of that one video is what led to the connection that led to all these other things. And if you took out the first thing, you lost the whole chain of events. So right. it's kind of like, um, I always think about that when I'm like, when I don't have time to post, when I don't have time, I'm like, dude, this could be the one that connects me with someone really cool. Like, so I've had, and the reason why I say that is I've had deals where one video led to this person, then that led to this connection. Then that led to being able to speak at this event. Somebody in the audience was a developer who was doing a new condo project. And we ended up getting the, the opportunity to work with all the buyers for that project. But it started with the one video that led to the first connection. So it's a chain of events. And yes. uh, again, nobody thinks bigger. Nobody thinks 10 steps down the road. Everybody only sees what's in front of them in the next 45 minutes. So nobody right. can think. And as a result, nobody plays this game. And so when you do play the game, you put yourself in a separate category that uh, has bigger upside. I have a sticker on my desk that says, look for bigger opportunities. I'm tired of looking for the next deal, honestly. I do it, but I'm tired of it. I'm looking for the next the strategy that's going to bring me the next hundred deals. That's yes. what's going to make me more excited about my work. Otherwise, you get burned out. It's like running on a treadmill. You know, chase, get a client, close the deal, get paid. Now you're back to square one. Do the same thing over and over and over. And it's like, yeah, you got some money, but at the end of the day, you have no value. You're as good as this month's production. 
Yes. With this, the value of your personal brand continues to grow over time. And now it can be leveraged for cool opportunities. Yeah. You're building a business. I mean, um, it's, an, it's, I like a stock. To, it's like a stock going up in value. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the power of the brand is you can do so many things, right? So Dave Ramsey, I, I watched Dave Ramsey for a while and it was just Dave Ramsey. Like if Dave Ramsey removed himself from the equation, it, like it's dead. Like without Dave Ramsey, it's dead. So I noticed over time, he started to bring in other hosts and other guests and he started to create other shows. And now I don't really listen to him anymore, but I noticed like a lot of the top personal finance podcasts are all Ramsey podcasts. He's, he's created a company built off his brand. So now he can remove himself and retire or die or, you know, that'll happen eventually. And he still has a business. So Neil's working on that right now. It's all on his shoulders, but he's building pieces on top of it to create a business that doesn't just rely on him. The brand starts it. And that's super cool to watch. And I know that yeah. you're making moves in the background to do that. Yeah. And it's, it takes some time, right? But it's, it's, it again, it's a long game that you just put in the work and um, a lot of people quit along the way and, and the results are found later, you know, down the path. But like in the beginning, you will get some traction if you do a few of these things. And I figure, hey, if I can give people the ideas to get traction quicker, they're less likely to quit. Yes. Maybe the equivalent of like, you know, when you first start working out, if I could give you some secret hack that gets you a little bit shredded in the beginning, you'd be like, oh shit, I'm hooked now. And then you want to continue. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that exists in, in the gym, but um, <laughs> in, in content, it does. You could do better hooks. You can do better videos. More people will watch the videos. Now that you have a small, even with a small audience, I would do these simple prompts in my stories. Is it a goal of yours to buy a home? And now in the background of that story, guys, by the way, you use a picture of a cool house or even a video. So like it could be the video is like this. Next time you're at a showing or you're looking at a cool property that has like a beautiful view or a beautiful kitchen or something, like get your phone and just get the video of that. Go to stories, post the video of that. It's just the image of this cool view. And then on there, do the poll. So like visually, it's more appealing than just a blank screen with a yes or no. The, the image or the movement behind it is a beautiful view or a yard or a kid's playing in a yard. And then it's like, is it a goal of yours to own a home? And you're like, that hits harder if the, if the image on there is a dope house, you know what I mean? So use yes. these like psychological things to get more people to respond. Cause all we're trying to do is like guide people. When I, I don't even think of selling really, I just think of, we're just guiding people. So like when I think about my event, I think there's friction. You have to go to a website, buy a ticket. You have to show up. But I know if you get in the room, it's going to impact you. It's going to be, it's going to be good for you. Like 100%, I know that. And so what I have to do is get people out of their own way. So I just think of like, what's the best way to do this? How do I get people? So I use the same strategy with the event. I was going to just throw up a page and send people to the page uh, uh, through my stories. And I said, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take my own advice that I've been doing with real estate and let's do it with the event. Made a dope video that it captures the energy of the event, posted that in my stories and said, if you'd like a ticket for the pre-sale, DM me the word event. Um, so this event costs us like $400,000 to put on this event. It's huge, right? It's a big undertaking. But what was cool about that strategy was in 72 hours, we sold $200,000 worth of tickets to the event by using this strategy because it was a simple prompt. It was like hype video, dope visuals, DM Neil a word. 
And then it was up to us to like follow up and make sure they actually did it. But we had their hand raised. If I just sent thousands of people to a landing page, now I got to retarget them to figure out who these people are. I don't have their emails. Like, I don't know who to follow up with. Now, when you follow up with, literally somebody raised their hand saying, I want to go. Like, I know who want, who I need to follow up with. So the problem with prospecting is when you sit down to prospect, you don't know who to call or who to follow up with. Now you have people to follow up with. And that's what's cool. Like when we sit down to prospect, I've got real estate people to follow up with. I've got people that said they want to go to the event, but never bought the ticket because they're too um, lazy or whatever. Now I just need to follow up with them. Neil, I'm sure that you get asked quite a bit and, and I know you get challenged quite a bit on people call you a liar, right? It, you, you've posted yeah. how much you've earned. Like I remember seeing in your story, you showed your, your ADP payroll yeah. thing and like it was, you were paying yourself more than most people make in two or three years. And, and so like your content has led to this ridiculous multi-million dollar a year income. And you just highlighted how that happens. It's not just the videos. It's not just the content. Uh, although that does help. I'm sure that gets you business just off the bat, but you take it a step further and you take it into the stories and you're, you know, you're, you're actively like mining for gold, so to speak. Like you're, you're saying yeah. you're, you're making it easy for people to raise their hand and then you meet them halfway. And, and I'm sure that that, I imagine that probably equates to a fair amount of your business is, is that extra effort more than just yeah. getting the, getting them in the door to listen, but then you're reaching out after that. Yeah, and honestly, most and, people aren't doing that. There's a lot of people, you know, even in the real estate niche who have built a little bit of an audience and they're not doing these simple things. They're not doing stories. So that's the extra effort that gets the uh, relatability, the no like, and trust factor going. That's why I do a lot of stories just because it lets people know, that you're a human, like you, you show some family, you show some personal things, you show what you're doing. Um, that just increases their trust. So if you're a good dude, why not show that in your stories? You know what I mean? Like you want all these people to know, Hey, I'm better than, you know, calling this online portal, or I'm better than this local guy who sucks and is only greedy about getting the deal. I'm better than that. I'm going to give you a better level of service and I'm a better human being. Well, how the how is the public supposed to know that? You know, it, right. it's up to you to create that narrative. And what's cool about stories is, like I said, they already follow you, and now they've chosen to watch you. And you can make whatever narrative you want. You could actually use it to lie to people. I don't, but like you know, there's probably people who do that. But you can write your own story. You can be like, dude, I'm doing this, this, and this. And you know, people are like, oh, perception is reality. You know? Yeah. Was it Hormozy? You were just at an event with Alex Hormozy and he laid out his, yeah. his formula. What was that? It was a uh, do shit, talk about the shit you did, and then do bigger shit. And that was literally his formula for content. It was like, it was the dumbest thing. And I was like, this is so simple. It's like, I'm on this call today. Ryan just went like this, like it's a little story, posting your story. I'm doing, yep. a, I'm doing a call with these badass today. I learned something today. Super excited to help more people, whatever. Like, show what you're doing because everybody else is silent. They have a narrative gap. You can fill that gap with what you're doing. And then people are like, dude, you must be crushing it. Well, incidentally I am, but like, you know what I mean? Like you could be showing like all these things. A lot of people just show their wins. Uh, right. And I, honestly, I, I fall into that boat too. I'm like, nobody's going to be interested on the day when two deals blow it up and my eyes are bleeding at the computer. Like, I'm not going to highlight that for the most part, but we probably should start to show a little bit more of this like reality. Like not every day is roses, we had a tough day today, but you know what? And then the other thing is really cool is 
prompt people with non-real estate stuff. Like I've noticed this, Dustin, uh, everybody is a health and fitness expert. Mm-hmm. They're all experts apparently. Cause mm-hmm. I'll ask a question of like, dude, I was feeling sick at the gym today. Do you guys eat before you go or you don't eat? Or like, you know, ask like a question. I got literally 50 replies and all 50 were somewhat different. Like everybody had different, like eat this before you go, eat this bar, drink this drink. Don't eat anything before you go because you should be on it. Like, and so I had all these different things and, um, but I was, but what was cool about that was I didn't mean to do this, but um, it was a simple way for people to engage. Cause when somebody replies to your story, it opens up a thread in your DMS. Now you have an open line of conversation with that person. Now that can lead to more conversations in the future, but you have to break the ice first. So the icebreaker could be you asking a question. And if it's about health, fitness, family, something non-business related, more people will reply to those stories. So yes. um, it's an algorithm boost too. too. Yeah, for sure. Cause you, now you have all these people replying to you. So yeah. That could be a kind of an action item for everybody today is to think about something you could ask people in stories that's non-business related just to get some conversations going. Yeah. And again, there's nothing in it for you today, but trust me, there's gold, you know, a couple months down the road with these people. Yeah. You're just being social, you know, like that's why people are on social. They're not on social media to learn five tips for buying your first house. Not yet. Maybe yeah. that piques their interest, but that's not why they're there. So just be social. So Neil, hooks, you've gotten really freaking good at picking topics and writing hooks and, and then delivering um, the content of the video. What tips do you have for people who are still trying to figure that process out? Um, hooks, okay. So you want to take this topic and give it broad appeal. The way you do that is to think of how I could make this topic make somebody money, save somebody money, or help somebody avoid a mistake. One of those three things. So what's the topic? Let's think of a topic right now. Throw something out and let's try it. Um, is it too, is it a bad time to buy a house? Okay. So that's actually a good hook on its own. <laughs> he just threw out yes, a hook. Is, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's actually, so you could be like, you know, um, this is a mistake that a lot of buyers make trying to time the market. Let's look at a chart and you can show the chart over 30 years and there's little bumps. Uh, but the but the main point of view is time in the market beats timing the market. Mm-hmm. So when you think about buying a home to live in, just find a home in the area you want to live in with the payment you can afford. And that's the end of the video. Another thing I would give everybody this quick advice, do not end your videos, especially in reels with like, you know, everybody wants to tie a bow on it at the end. So I'd say, so when you think, so when you think about the market, time in the market beats timing the market. Just look for a house that you can in the neighborhood you want that you can afford for the long term. Then I cut it off. Versus look for the neighborhood, look for a home in the neighborhood you want at a, at a, with the payment you can afford. And let me know if you have any questions. And hope to speak with you soon. Like no, like don't end it. Just cut it off. So be so. I'm going to tell you, you know, to be completely rude. You walking up to somebody, totally counterintuitive to what we do in real life. I'm going to start hot straight out the gate with a hook and I'm going to literally ghost. I'm going to turn around and walk away before I'm even done with the video. And that like, <laughs> is so rude, but that's the key with short form video is you want people to grab you right away and you don't want to know it's ending because if I know it's ending, I scroll to the next video. If I don't know it's ending, I finish the video. When you finish the video, you get a high five from the algorithm and it shows it to more people because now I've got somebody to watch my entire video. 
And yes. another quick tip is 30 seconds. It's easier to finish than a minute. I know you can go a minute or longer on reels. It's very hard to get someone to watch a minute reel on real estate. So shorter is better. Uh, just expand in the caption, make it shorter so you can get that completion, which is a bonus points for the algorithm. So um, yeah, so that would be like, here's a mistake buyers are making. They're trying to time the market. Let's look at a chart. And then you go into this whole thing that I'm going to do that video actually right now. That's a good idea. Solid. That's a solid one. Um, yeah, I think that so would work. What, real quick, before we get into some questions, are you doing anything different now with your content um, now that the, the algorithm has changed a bit? Yeah. So uh, like I said, real estate searches are down. So those transactional real estate videos, I'm going to do less of those. I'm going to change the hooks to tie it more to like money and wealth building. So if you yeah. look at my most recent videos, I've kind of shifting, like you said, even Dustin, like more personal finance. Um, yeah. You know, so if you're in real estate, I would talk more about like real estate as a tool to build wealth. And just know that when you do like the transactional ones, I, there's still value to those videos, but they're just going to have lower views and that's okay. Cause not every video has to be a banger. Like you can have some right. good, good knowledge because those are good to have in your library and people come to your page, they can check it out. Um, but that, yeah, like uh, I would be more, broad with that type of content. Um, the secret, you know, here's another secret of the wealthy. Uh, the, you know, here's the, here's, here's the biggest, you know, here's uh, some of the big, here, what was I going to, I want to talk about depreciation because depreciation is a gold mine for real estate investors because it allows them to have income tax-free. Right. But if I start the video with saying, let me tell you about depreciation, nobody's going to watch it. So I got to right. say, this is the secret hack that the wealthy use to pay zero tax. When you, when you own rental properties, you have your income and expenses. Then the IRS gives you a gift, depreciation. It's an on-paper write-off that allows you to reduce your tax obligation on the rental income you receive. Sometimes makes the rental income makes the tax obligation zero. Right. And it doesn't cost you anything. It's literally on paper. The craziest thing about depreciation, like, and the other thing is the craziest thing about depreciation is the property is appreciating, but the IRS lets you say it's depreciating on your tax return, which is, to me, I don't even understand that, but fuck it. They let you do it, pay no tax on your income. You know, like if you want to get crazy, be like, here's how Trump pays zero taxes. Like he pays no tax because he puts a fucking building up and they take accelerated depreciation on the whole thing. So then yep. it wipes out his entire tax obligation. Now yep. that's more of a clickbait kind of thing because people hate him, you know. So it'd be like, you know, that would be a little bit aggressive. But like, you could just the comment say, section would be hot. It would be hot, yeah. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, that would be wild. But um, you could do something like that, you know. Like, here's how the wealthy here's a here's a trick the wealthy use to pay no taxes. Yes, uh, that would do well right now. I guarantee you that video would do well because it's something that everybody wants to know. It's a niche topic that we've given broad appeal. Exactly. I'm going to write that one down too. See, this is valuable for me too, guys. That's a great one. Um, Appreciation. Secret. I'm writing these down too. So, dude, how much pushback? Do you ever get people that are like, hey, are you, you can't give financial advice. You're not a financial planner. You're not a CPA. You're not an investment advisor. Uh, so you can put just in your profile and in the caption, this, the videos for informational purposes only. It's not professional nice. advice. Reach out to your tax advisor, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I got uh, some, just, uh, I, 
I had an attorney DM me today because my, my video, I was telling agents like you, you need a fucking LLC. Like you need to be doing business in a business. Yeah. Now I, I did, I gave legal advice, but it's the advice that my attorney gave me yesterday. And I've heard many, many times and I'm regurgitating it, but this lady was so hot and bothered that I'm not an attorney and I can't be giving that advice and nobody slips and falls and then sues their, their realtor. Um, she says that doesn't happen. That's a myth. I'm like, well, that's interesting. Cause I know three agents it has happened to. So that's weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just got a bunch of pushback from this one video and I'm like, Hmm. On to the next one, but I should do a disclaimer though. I don't think I did. I think I yeah, did put it the in the caption. Just say, this is for informational purposes. I'm speaking from my own personal experience. Reach out to your own advisor for legal or tax advice. That's it. Nice. I like Done. that. Um, because that way when that broke dick or hater replies in your comments, like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Be like, just, then you, your reply to that is C caption. So yeah. you ever see eight mile where like he calls out the, what the dude's going to say. So I already know what the haters are going to say on half my videos. I put right. it in the caption and they, they're, they're never going to read the caption. And then literally every hate comment, you just go C caption, C caption. And then it also directs your audience to go look at the video and look at the caption. Cause they think there's going to be something juicy there and it gets, gets more views. Right. Genius. I love that. I already know, like, you know what people are going to say. They're going to be like, oh, that, you can't say that. You're not a tax advisor. Well, why can't I? I have a tax return where I took depreciation and it, yep. and it wiped out my income on my tax, my tax obligation on the rents I received. So why can't I share that from my own personal experience? No, there's, no, right. there's no rule that says I can't share that. Right. Love it. Or like I helped a client with this deal. Like even if you guys don't have experience with you know, owning a bunch of rentals yourself, I'm sure you have clients that do. So you can say, I, I have a client who owns 10 rental properties and he pays very little tax because of this secret. And then you tell him about depreciation. And then in the caption, you go for informational purposes only. Um, this is not- You're so good at these advice. hooks, man. Yeah. So that's the thing. I, I love depreciation, tax, uh, secrets of the wealthy, secrets, hack. I noticed this hack and trick are performing right now. Hmm. This is kind of a thing like- the hack you can use to save $10,000 when you buy a home, the hack, because the hack you can use to increase the value to get $10,000 more when you sell your home, make it a smart home, put in smart, yes. uh, that video always does well. Um, what do you put in the net, the smart thermostat, smart locks and smart CO and smoke detectors. Now you can market your home as a smart home, which on average gets you tens of thousands of dollars more for the property. And then someone's going to say, in the comments, how do you know that? That's bullshit. This is lies, clickbait. And so in your caption, you can write, there are several study, published studies. Because if you Google, there's a Consumers Reports and there's a bunch of other published studies that said millennials are willing to pay more for homes that are, quote, smart homes. Mm -hmm. so you've done yep. your research, you know? According to CNBC, according to Wall Street According Journal, to according CNBC, to Consumer Reports, and numerous other publications, millennials are willing to pay thousands of dollars more for homes that are marketed as smart homes. Absolutely. And so I've seen how do you make do... your home a smart how do you make your old shithole a smart home? Well, you put some smart technology in it and now it's a smart home. Right. Exactly. That's it. And it doesn't cost you that much money. You'll you'll take a topic and do a few different versions of a video on it, won't you? Because I swear I've seen you do the smart home one. Yeah. Like, and so what's cool about that is versions. your audience are people who kind of know like and trust you. When you post videos, okay, so 
just as a good quick uh, summary, when you post videos, it shows it to people uh, in the following order. Uh, it shows it to your biggest fans, like your most engaged followers. So they're seeing like most of your content. Then it shows it to a random sample of your other followers, which is probably like 10%. And then on reels, it shows it to a group of strangers, right? So when you repeat something or when you say something a new way, or when you do a new version of the same video, you might see it. Well, I don't want to do that because I just did a video about this. Well, only 10% of your followers are seeing it anyways. Right. And the percentage of your followers that see all of your content are like your best friends. So they're not going to like unfollow you because you did a new version of the smart video. They're going to be like, cool. Good job, Neil. So you're not going to offend those people. And then the people that are in the 10% that just see every, every one in 10 videos, they probably did not see, I would tell, I would probably put money on it that they didn't see the first smart home video. And then the strangers definitely didn't see it because this is the first time they ever seeing you in the first place. Right. So don't, if you said something, repeat it. Like people didn't see it the first time. They're too fucking busy. Anyways, it was a scroll in their day and they don't remember anything. Yeah. I don't remember what I saw this morning on social media. Exactly. So, so, um, and even if they saw it three weeks ago, they don't remember because they saw no. a trillion other videos in the meantime. But yeah, the only reason Dustin knows about that video is because we're homies and we see each other's content all the time, but right. I, like neither one of us is going to unfollow the other person because we saw repeat a topic because we're friends, you know? So it's like, those are the only people who are going to see every video you post. Most people are exactly. not seeing every video you post. I sent a video to my wife the other day and I'm like, Oh, this is so funny. And she's like, she scrolls back in, in the feed. She's like, yeah, you sent it to me like last week. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> I didn't remember. It was just, yeah. it was some funny video. So yeah. Great advice there. Let's uh, do you have a couple minutes for Q and a? Yeah. I got like five minutes. Okay, sweet. Christian. I know you said, you had something. Let's start with Christian. What's up, brother? Hey, Neil. Um, love your content. Um, I have a question. It, everything here has been talking about, you know, social media. Obviously, I see all your stuff on Reels. Um, do you re, do you do longer form content in YouTube? I mean, do yeah. You- so, um, you know, that video about like, is the market going to crash? Or if you think the market's going to crash, watch this, and then I'll tell him explain all the details. There is a eight minute video of that same topic on my YouTube that I just published. So the short form leads to long form. So the short form is like 30 seconds, really quick. If you want the full details, check out my YouTube channel. And I do a longer video there. The sweet spot for me on YouTube is like five to eight minutes. As I've gotten better at being on camera, now I can go like eight to 10 minutes. By the beginning, five to eight minutes is a great spot for doing a a longer video on the same micro topics. Do you typically Uh, do your short form stuff first and then YouTube or vice versa. Yeah. I was doing it the other way around Christian, but then I realized if you don't bring them in, what's the point? So it really was a great exercise to find out what people are interested in, dumb it down. And by the way, you dumbing it down does not make you dumb. That is a skill. You taking a complex topic like depreciation and making it so a 12 year old can understand it is a highly sought after skill that most of your competitors do not have and will never do. So taking this jargon and making it simple is a good thing. Now, if somebody wants to go deep, so say I get 5,000 people to watch that reel. If 50 of those people go to YouTube and watch a eight minute video, that's a huge win. Cause somebody's watching you for like five to eight minutes is big. Like that, that's way more in, like of a deep relationship. That's why podcasting is one of the biggest ways to build a really good community is because people are listening to you for an hour. Like most people that download podcasts, finish the podcast, unless you suck. So in that case, 
like you're like, how else could you buy that type of attention in a world where everybody's, you know, scrolling. So I think of short form, totally different than long form, short form, you're fighting for attention, long form, you've kind of already got it. And now you just need to keep it. So we want to, for our long form, we want to have good topics. And the best way to find good topics is to find them for your short form. Gotcha. Nice. Appreciate it. Nice. And every single person here, Neil, here in this call, Neil, is from my podcast, including you. Like we know yeah. each other because, because the we're podcast. doing content and yeah, crazy. Oh, so it's just crazy. Like you listen to somebody talk for an hour, like, you know, that that's worth a hundred reels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's fucking wild. And so you don't, people need to get their metrics, right? Like a video on YouTube that gets like 200 views. That is a win for you. If, if half those people finish the video, because you had half of people who are like targeted wanting to know about that specific topic, watch you for four to eight minutes. That's huge. So, so huge. do not apply the same metrics like reels. The views number on reels is just impressions. That's like, it popped up for three seconds. It doesn't even tell you who finished, honestly on reels. So it could have been, they watched for three seconds and dipped. I don't right. know. Uh, eventually they'll give you more analytics, but right now it's just an impression. Ryan, what's up brother? Hey, what's going on? Um, Neil, this has been awesome. I had a couple uh, general questions about trending. So you mentioned like real estate topics, trending down, money's always up, um, hack, trick, like those words, trend. Where are you kind of sourcing the data to know like, this is what I want to do? A topic yeah. So on. if on the words, it was trial and error. And that was, there's no uh, secret to that other than just trying it. Um, but for trends of topics, I go to Google trends and answer the public.com. Those are two websites you can go to, to see what's trending and you'll, it'll see the search volume. And then also I have this thing called TubeBuddy, which is a thing for YouTube, but it also shows you the search traffic for keywords. So mm -hmm. TubeBuddy is an extension that goes in your Chrome browser. I don't know. I think it's like a hundred bucks for the year or something, but when you search real estate in my market or real estate, Salt Lake city, like it'll show you how many people have been searching for that. And it'll so it'll show that chart. If you look at it in any market, it's gone down. So that means like less people are interested in buying real estate right this moment, which kind of sucks, but that's just the way it is. It, this business is peaks and valleys. And right now it's going to go into a valley. That's just the bottom line. But if you look at like real estate crash, recession, real estate, those searches are like up. So then I'm like, okay, I need to shift a little bit here. And most people are oblivious to this and they just keep going down the wrong path. Like the, right. there's the realtors, like there's a bunch of realtors get like 12 views on their reels. And then all of them are like this. And I'm like, did the fact that these all suck, give you an indication that you may want to change. And they never crossed their mind. I'm like, you know, what was the point, you know, of doing the same thing and getting no result. And that's insanity. So um, same thing with like, I think it's a lot of people confuse consistency. So like, you know, you should be consistent and eventually hit. Yes, you do need to be consistent. But at the same time, we want to be improving. So that's why I look for the words. And that's something that I just came across in my own content. And I have the kind of unique ability because we have 200 students in our content group where I can see what's working across 200 people's videos, not just my own. And so mm -hmm. those are the things I share. And that's the kind of power of being in groups too, is like you can share what's working at scale. And when you have data, now you can kind of use that data to help everybody. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Anybody else have a quick question? But this is fun, man. Thanks for uh, having me on, dude. I think it's like, uh, this is the, uh, this is way funner than closing deals. I'll tell you that much.
<laughs> Seriously. Um, but dude, I'm so looking forward to your, your event in Vegas in July. I know there's a handful of people here that are going, a handful from my, my real estate team that are going. Any of you guys that go, we're going to do a special dinner for us at the forward event um, one of the days. So yeah, I think you, you have, have like 15 people going, Dustin. I don't know from your podcast or whatever, but I locked, I looked at the code and there was like 15, 16 people going. Oh, no shit. That's awesome. Yeah. I don't know uh, if you, if you put it on the podcast or what, but somebody saw it. I didn't put it on the podcast. I don't think maybe, I don't know. That's Oh, in email. I sent out an email. Yeah. Dude, by the way, if you have the audio of this call, this, you could tee it up and this could be a podcast. Totally could. You would, yeah. you would do your intro and then it would just be like, here's the tips. And it would be like, this was reserved for my private group. I'm going to let just, I'm going to give it as a gift for my audience. I'm going to do one time. I'm going to sh- open the curtain and show you one of my private groups. And then people are like, holy shit, you know, cause yeah, that's, that's, that's a little bit more deeper than what normally people get on a podcast. Oh, absolutely. That's a great idea. Neil, man. Appreciate you so much. Yeah, dude. Nice to July. meet all you guys. Hopefully I'll see you in yeah. Vegas. Are you going to have a pool t- uh, ping pong table there at the event? Oh shit. That's a good idea. Yeah. I'm going to get a ping pong table. You bring should. it in. I, dude, you know what? So Gary V, he loves playing pickleball and he loves like hockey. Mm. I showed him like he's playing like air, like bubble hockey or something and he gets super competitive. So one of the things I want to do is get, if I can get a ping pong table in there, I could challenge him to a game of ping pong like during lunch That's and epic. we can make a piece of content out of that. Oh yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. That would be dope. Yeah, I want to rematch. I want to rematch with yeah, you. Yeah. So. All right, cool, bro. Man. See you guys. Thanks, See ya. So right after this call, I noticed that a lot of a lot of my team or a lot of the the, the society group and you know my team members that are there, I started noticing they they immediately started implementing what Neil taught about you know getting people to answer your questions and getting them to engage and basically raise their hand and say uh, yes, I do. It is a goal of mine to buy a house this year. And they're already getting leads. They're already getting conversations going with people that were just kind of sitting on the sidelines watching, but now they're, they've raised their hand and said, yep, I do want to learn more. I do. That, that is something I'm interested in. And, uh, and they're working like these people are now working towards getting qualified. So I think a couple of them have even signed buyer broker agreements to go out and, and buy a house. So how cool is that? You can do the same thing, implement this shit immediately. And I mean, <laughs> It's, it's just that simple. It's, it's simple. It's not necessarily easy, but it, this is not hard shit. This is not hard. This is simple stuff that if you do it and you do it enough so you get good at it, right? It takes practice. Neil is very, very good at what he does because he's practiced. He's been doing it for a lot longer than I have and then you have. Okay, so then we just keep practicing and we can, we can get good too. Simple as that. So do that. And for you guys who are already going to Neil's forward event in Vegas, make sure you let me know. Shoot me a DM if you're using the massive agent discount code uh, for his forward event for the 50% off. Amazing. Um, Let me know. I want to know everybody who's going so we can get together, do a little meetup uh, at that event in July. That's going to be a lot of fun. So yes, great episode today. Uh, Before we wrap it up, guys, I have to give a shout out. I'm excited to give a shout out. I don't have to. I, uh, I'm excited to, I get the opportunity to give a shout out to our sponsor of the episode, follow up boss. These guys make the best business growth platform for agents that I've ever seen. Most people just call it a CRM. Yeah. Technically it's a CRM, 
but it's also technically like this rocket ship that when you use it the right way and you put your your all your stuff into it, it helps you grow your business. It basically grabs you by the ass and says, let's do this. Follow up with this person, call this person, message this person. This task needs to be completed. This one, this one. While it's sending texts and emails and all the shit going on in the background, it's just a business growth platform. And they, because they're cool as shit, are giving you a free trial for 30 days, 30 full days. Don't You don't even need your credit card. All you need to do is use this link massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss. You have to use that link or else it's only a 14-day free trial. So get 30 days, use it, put all your stuff into it, try it out, You know, use their app. They actually have an app. It's not just a mobile-friendly website like most CRMs. They have an actual legit app that's badass. So after a listing presentation or after you meet somebody at Starbucks um, or you just randomly run into somebody at, uh, at the dog park, you can put their information in and leave some notes and stuff right there in the app. Super cool. All you need to do is use the link, massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss. Totally free. Use it. All the top teams, all the top agents in the industry are using it. Kind of a clue. Kind of a kind of a hint in a clue. So appreciate you guys so much, follow-up boss. And I appreciate you so much for listening to the show. Please share this with somebody who you think would find value. Somebody that... Uh, Share it with your agent friends that are using Instagram incessantly. You know, that you're doing a ton of content on Instagram and TikTok. Share it with your broker. Share it with your team members. Share it with any agent friends you have or, or uh, you know, friends in the mortgage industry because this stuff works. And if, if you found it valuable, others will too. We ask that you share it to help us grow the show, grow our audience. And in turn, we'll keep coming back every week, every Thursday morning with brand new episodes for you. Take care. Appreciate it. Have a good one.